Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's Sarcasm Speaks. Jared and Bob here. Uh, it's a no, I guess a normal schedule for us, but I I just remembered that uh, you guys are hearing this on what's going to be Thursday. Uh, we are trying. I think I mentioned in the last episode we're trying to get a little bit ahead because we both have shit going on at the end of the month here. Um, but I do want to briefly just say, I think, I, and again, we did mention it in the last episode, but now we're even closer. When you guys are hearing this uh, on the day it drops on Thursday, uh, tomorrow is the big day. Uh, sports betting goes live uh, tomorrow for you guys. Again, Friday, March 10th. Um, it's, a, it's a bit of a pain, right? To be, To sit here right now. On Sunday night and say tomorrow for you guys, because, you know, this is all about you guys. Um, so it's all about the viewers. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's been a long fucking time coming. Uh, and I think we also mentioned prior, I think I had asked you the question, you know, which which books are you going to run with or, you know, what, what, what apps are you going to download and all that shit. Um, I have three ready to go. Right now, I'm all signed up for three, uh, which are, well, one of them kind of doesn't really count. One of them was DraftKings. I've had a DraftKings account forever. Um, I now have a FanDuel account, which I had to like resurrect from the dead because I tried to sign up for FanDuel. And I knew that I used FanDuel back in like college but uh, I, I tried to sign up with my email and I was like, this account already exists. And I couldn't fucking remember my password. So I had to reset my password and like go through a whole fucking bunch of hoops there. But I'm good to go with FanDuel. And then I have already also signed up for BetMGM. So DraftKings. Did, did, did they have the best golf odds when we were doing that really quick, like live? They did. Okay. So I believe... Um, Bet MGM. Well, I don't think we could find the futures for the golf. No, we like could the, only the find futures. Board. The oh no, yeah, yeah. We couldn't get the odds board. Yeah, we could only like, find futures. Right, 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 right. Okay. Well, because the, the other thing that I will say about Bet MGM, um, and I'll throw this out here. I'm assuming that you know, if you listen to us, you probably enjoy sports betting on some degree. Um, otherwise you probably hate most of our episodes, but the, um, bet MGM is one of the few books that pays outright. So they don't chop golf bets. So for, again, anyone that oh, you're might, talking dead heat rules. Yeah. So for someone that might not be familiar with what we're saying, if, if you think I just spoke fucking Greek, um, Golf obviously ends in a tie pretty frequently, except for first place, right? Like you can have a tie for every other fucking position except for first place. So basically what happens with some books, right? You This is why you have to check with their house rules for all the books that say you take, I'm just going to make up numbers and golfers here. Say you take John Rahm to finish top 10 at plus 100 odds. We're keeping everything super simple here. And John Rahm finishes T10 with four other guys. What that book would do is they would chop those odds 
So you would get not get paid at plus 100. You would get paid a split, a four-way split of, you know, plus 100. So instead of, you know, if you bet $100, you're not going to win $100. You're going to win $25. So that's, that's how that works. Again, keeping all the numbers simple. Um, if you, you know, if you, if you bet a, a position, that's really the only time it comes into play is betting positions, um, is the first they, round the, leaders. Yeah. Our first round leaders, um, they chop the odds. So bet MGM does not do that. They pay full, uh, full payments regardless. So if again, John Rom top 10 plus 100, you bet a hundred dollars. John Rom finishes top 10 with seven other guys, doesn't matter. You still win $100. So BetMGM does have that um, advantage over other books. However, as a trade-off, you're going to get slightly worse odds, right? Because books are going to book, bake, <laughs> books are going to bake that statistic and that statistical probability into their odds. So if a book knows that if a guy, if you're taking a guy to finish top 10 and there's a very real possibility that he finishes T10 with X amount of other people, they're going to give you better odds because they're, they know they're not going to have to pay in full, even if you hit. So because BetMGM doesn't do that, you're going to get slightly worse odds, but it's a full payout. So it's, you know, I, me personally, I'm willing to take the slightly worse odds for a full payout because you have no idea how many guys are going to end up tied for that position. Like I said, you might have a seven-way tie for 20th if you take a guy top 20. So now whatever your odds were just got cut by seven. So well, that's th And that's, that's like, so you're gambling a little bit on... Um, you're gambling a little bit on there being a tie, but like, say you do, I'll pull up the Arnold, uh, the leaderboard from today. Mm -hmm. So, um, like if you took, <clears throat> come on, hurry the fuck up. Which classic Rory missing a putt on 18. To so if you took Keegan Bradley to finish top 10, yeah. What do you think he was? Do you think he was 50 to one to win the event? I was I yeah, I was gonna say he was probably somewhere around 50 to win. Let's see, let's say he was 60 for easy math. So if he was 60 to one to win the event, Keegan Bradley, and you took him top 10 would be an eighth so like a quarter what's a quarter of uh 60 is 15 yep and about half of that so he would have been like about seven seven fifty seven to one yeah i was gonna guess 650 like yeah, if right, i would say plus 650 yeah right around seven to one to finish top 10 yeah so you bet 100 bucks to win 750 on him to win finish top 10 but if that book has a dead heat rule your 750 just got cut into four right which is because about there was a oh, four-way tie 150. So your 100 bucks makes 150 just because of a tie. Right. Right. 15 times four. No, 15 times five. What are you trying to do? 750 18, divided by four. 18 plus 180. Yeah, 187 and a half. 
Okay. So yeah, so it would have come down to and so instead of making 750 bucks, now you make 187 bucks. Right. On a hundred dollar bet. But if you had bet GM, now this is a completely made up situation. If he was five to one top ten, so your hundred makes five hundred, but not seven fifty. But he finishes t- uh, tied top ten with four guys. You still get your five hundred bucks, right? And I think that that's going to be worth it if you bet like every tournament. Yeah, and I think if you bet that frequently, right? Like if you are fr- a frequently a top ten, top twenty, you know, even top forty, um, you know, if you if you bet placements more often than you bet outrights, then it's absolutely worth it. Um, Because I think, I mean, I I don't have any stats to back this up, but I would imagine your placement bets are going to obviously, potentially, you know, barring you being fucking reckless, will be more successful than an outright bet. Right. Just from, and again, I don't have like hard stats, but just looking at it from like a statistical probability, right? If there's 120 guys, and I know I'm oversimplifying this, but if there's 120 guys in an event, you have to pick one to win. That's one out of 120. But if you take a top 20 bet, now your guy, now you have 20 slots out of 120. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe 25 if there's ties. So, your your odds are obviously statistically a little bit better, which is why obviously they're the the winning odds are lower. But still, you know, I, I know a lot of people that probably might look at that and be like, well, why would I place an outright bet? You know, especially in off weeks or you could make the argument any week, right? Like, you know, I was going to say in stacked weeks, guys have been winning, but this was a stacked week and Kurt Kitayama won today. So you it's it's really kind of a crapshoot, right? Whoever's gonna win the golf tournament. Um so you know, some people might like they might prefer the top tens, top twenties. And I think if you're gonna go that route, uh in Massachusetts, especially, or if you listen to us and you live in another state that has Bet MGM, I would say go with Bet MGM. It's worth it for you. So they might be, I don't, I'm not going to say they're going to be my exclusive golf book, but I'm going to go to them first when I'm betting golf, right? Like I'll check the other books and see what they have, but I will, um, I will probably use bet MGM mostly for golf. So, and then FanDuel and DraftKings are, you know, Six of one, half a dozen of the other, right? You, whatever you want to bet on, just kind of pit them against each other, see what you got, and take the better line. Which I will say, <clears throat> the frustrating thing now, having been able to download these apps and kind of like peruse them, um, there's so much more that you can bet on than in offshores like offshore books are i i don't want to call them bare bones because they're not they still have plenty of other things you can bet on but you know DraftKings and FanDuel both offer this is like you know just randomly off the top of my head but they both offer team totals in hockey 
Like you can't get a team total in hockey on, you know, my bookie or Bovada or, you know, whatever bet bet us. Like you're not going to be able to get some of the other ones. Also, I mean, we've talked about this on the show. My bookie no longer does placement bets in golf because they were getting crushed. So they stopped offering top five, top 10, top 20. Well, actually they only did top, I think top five, top 10, top 20, but then other books like the domestics, they offer, I think top 30 and top 40 on top of that. So there's some, there's some other things, right? Like you can get into the weeds and you can get real fucking weird. Um, So if you're, if you're a degenerate like me, you like that kind of shit. You can look at some some goofy stuff. Um, it's like, for example, I was looking yes, yeah, yesterday, right? The Bruins was the the Bruins played yeah, Saturday. They, they beat uh the Rangers. So uh no, maybe it wasn't that game. I I forget what game it was. Um, but I looked at a game because I started briefly looking through some some handicapping of um NHL and there was one game where I would have taken the team total over but I didn't like the over in the game or something I forget I can I mean I can probably pull up my uh they beat the Sabres 7 to 1 Yeah there was um because I ended up still betting the total in the game. I have to pull up like my previous, like my bets over the last week. Um, it was. Oh, it was um, Edmonton. It was Edmonton, Winnipeg. So the the game total was six and a half. Um, and I would have taken the Edmonton team total over, but I didn't like the over in the game. So I ended up taking the under. I ended up taking the under six and a half and they, and it went over Edmonton scored six goals on their own. So that, that was the instance where I was like, see, I would have taken, you know, Edmonton over three goals for a team total in that game. Um, and it would have hit, but I didn't have that option. So, you know, I thought Edmonton would win, you know, four to one, five to one, something like that. And they ended up winning six to three. So the game did go over and I lost my under bet, but that was just me being stupid. Right. Cause I didn't really love the under, but I wanted to bet on the game. <laughs> like I wanted to bet on it somehow. Um, but I didn't have the option to take the team total. So that might be something that I fuck around with a little bit for the end of the hockey season. Which shout out to uh, Ian Mack uh, from uh, Bacon Bets podcast. He's the one that even turned me on to the ability that you could bet on a team total in hockey. Because I've always used an offshore. So I've never even knew it was an option so many more ways to lose money now right i'm excited (laughs) so yeah those are my three books for right now that'll probably stick with them again i know we talked about 
you know, the Barstool Sportsbook is 10 minutes from my house. So I don't, I don't need the app. I can just go. No, I'm not, I'm not going to use the app. If I want physical tickets, I'll go get them. Right. Right. Um, and that's the thing. Barstool's not, Barstool's not, unless if they, they're not going to have anything dramatically different. And if they do, I'll take the ride. It's very simple. Right. Yeah. Cause it's not far. Um, the only other one that I thought about was Caesars, but I think I'm fine with three for now. Like, I, I don't know, maybe someday, like if, you know, if we get a couple months in and I look at the, the odds boards and Caesars starts to look a little bit better for some stuff, then, cause I think when we looked everything up, Caesars was better for basketball. Right, if yeah, I remember which, correctly, I, I don't. I don't remember, but which I'm pretty sure Caesars was better for the NBA, um, and I don't bet on the NBA, so you know it's like unless some of their stuff changes, um, I'm good with running for these three. Plus, they're all doing uh, bonus bets when we start out because we can't call them free bets. But I think DraftKings is a hundred bucks. FanDuel's a hundred bucks too. And I think BetMGM is 200 bucks. So should be good. Do you have any, any down uh, other than DraftKings? Do you have any other them? I mean, I did yet? FanDuel on the show one day. Yeah. Um, other than that, no. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I'm probably just going to stick with those three. Um, I mean, I'll I'll use BetMGM for the dead heat rules. Right. Like you said, I think it's worth it. I think it's very, very much worth it. So uh, let's see. Um, all right. So since we're talking, well, talking a little bit about golf, talking more about sports betting, but we shift over to golf. Uh, I had my first. Thank God. I'm like, when are we going to talk about fucking classic Gary? Let's my go. very first lesson today uh, with classic Gary. Shout out to uh, Gary Cardoza. If if anyone lives in the southeastern Massachusetts region uh, and you want a golf lesson, go to go to Gary. He's he's fucking great. <clears throat> so Amy and I made the lesson. Um, well, Amy made the lesson, really, because I mean, you know. I'm not going to fucking bullshit here. I've been talking about getting a lesson with Gary for ye- probably at least two years now. Um, I've, been I just, seeing him, I've been seeing him for six, um, yeah. seven. I've been yeah. seeing him for seven. Yeah, that's what I told Amy. I was like, I'm pretty sure Bob's been going to him for at least five or six years. So it, it turns out it's seven. Um, so, I mean, how when did we start living together? Was that 2017? Yep. So how long ago was that? Was that seven years ago? Simple math. Yeah. Six years ago. So for the last six years, I've known that you've been going to Gary. Yep. Um, and I've been like, ah, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe this, maybe that, maybe I'll hem and haw. At first, I was like, I'm not good enough to to spend money on that, which is just stupid. Um, just spend the money. It's like having gone through it now, just, just spend the money. It's fine. But like I said, I, I'm not not bullshitting here. I've been talking about it forever, and I never actually pulled the trigger. And Amy was the one that pulled the trigger. Um, she booked it 
for us. She booked a joint lesson um, back like I think like the end of January, and this was like his first available uh, on a weekend. Yeah. So, so you got, yeah, you. Not everyone has uh, the lovely availability I have. Yeah, he said you're going on Wednesday. Yeah, I yeah. see him. I see him yeah. Wednesday. He was like, "Oh yeah, I think Bob's coming actually on Wednesday." So we were we were just talking, but he um, he's fantastic, right? Like I told him, you know, it was our first lesson, so he did a little bit of like a, you know, the get to know you. What are what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What's like the one big thing you want to change or you know things like that. So we're talking and I'm telling him things here and there. And, you know, I, I told him actually on your recommendation that I went through and did the mental golf type. So I told him, I was like, yeah, I came out ENTP and his face fucking lit up. He was like, that's awesome. He goes, I love that you've done that. And I told him, I just did the free stuff. I didn't pay for the the package, Yeah, but I at least did the test and did and watched some of the free videos and things like that. Um, so we were talking about that for a little bit. So yeah, because I know. remember I do remember he asked like how you learn. And seven years ago, I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um that's the thing is like, dude, I was but that's the thing. I was 26. Like he's asking me shit like that. I'm 26 years old. I was probably like an eleven handicap. Maybe. Yeah. And yeah, 26 years old, 11 handicap. It's like, yeah. So you like know how you like, how do you, how do you like to learn blah, blah, blah. It's like, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I hate learning. But by the time I'm 33, <laughs> I'm like, actually, here's a full fucking report. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. He was talking about how like back in the day he did something that wasn't the mental golf type, but it was something similar. Yeah. And it like spit out like a 30 page report on him. And one of his buddies, he like read the whole thing and gave it to his buddy and was like, Hey, does this sound like me? And the guy was like, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so, so he is awesome. Super nice guy. Uh, like I said, we, we spent the first probably like 15 to 20 minutes doing like the, you know, they get to know you, set everything up. What are your goals? Things like that. Then take some swings, warm up, whatever. And then we actually move into the lesson. Um, so we did an hour long lesson and I think Amy really enjoyed it. She, we were talking about it afterwards. She had a, a little bit of frustration cause like he moved some stuff and changed some of like the, her, her swing mechanics or whatever. Um, and she started to not hit the ball as good anymore. But like I told her, I've, I've told her already, it's like, well, that's a different swing pattern now. So now you have to get good at that swing pattern because the one you had was suboptimal, right? So you might be right. able to hit the ball, but it's not the most, it's not the best way to hit the ball. So you need to learn this new way because it's better. When you do learn how to hit the ball with the new way, it'll be better than your old way. Right now it's not better but with practice, it will be. Um, so he told us the whole thing. Like he'll, he he videoed the the session. He's going to put it up, um, create like the coaching plan or the practice plan and all that stuff. The, the is it an app or is it a website? Like uh, you... if he if he has you on Coach Now, it is a website, probably with an app. Okay, 
Um, cause yeah, he said everything will be available there. And he's like, if you have questions, you can just message me through that. He's like, I'll get back to you. Um, so <clears throat> it's pretty cool. Um, he spent, I would say probably a little bit more time with Amy, which was fine with me. Cause I was trying to like, just kind of work through with some weird mechanic stuff. Um, and I think she got a little bit more out of it, which obviously she is brand new to golf, right? So her getting more out of it is, is better. All right, let's, let's do this specifics. What does he yeah. have you doing? Um, the main thing that I did was the, the block with the towel. Cause my swing path. So the, the biggest issue, the first thing that he had was my swing path. Is so you probably swing too far left across. Yeah. I come yep. across. So yep. Out right, in right-handed, across. right-handed golfer. It's, you know, from right to left, basically my swing path yep. comes across. My yeah. Body. So, yeah. So you either, yeah. Whether you want to call it across out to in right or left. Yes. Right. So he drops the, you know, he just has like a towel wrapped up yep. with an elastic band around it and he puts it on the, on the mat. You put the ball right like in front of the towel. So you it forces you like your swing path. If you come across, you're going to hit the towel. Yeah. So the towel is close. It's between you and the ball, but a little bit in front of the ball. Yes. Behind closer to my right foot. Uh... Because I would hit it on the downswing. You would hit the towel. If I came across, I would hit the towel on the downswing, not the follow through. Oh, okay. I got you. I do something um, different. Yeah. <laughs> you remember though, I'm not an instructor. So that's like the thing is like, I'm thinking of what I've done. Right. But what I do is different. <clears throat> so the one thing he noticed, so I did that drill a couple of times. Um, so the one thing he noticed that he pointed out was my right arm um, was a little bit of an issue. So when I trail arm, gotcha. Yeah. So when I'm back, when my, when my elbow is bent, it's more stretched versus like in. Okay. So when I'm, so when I'm coming back, I tend to rotate the elbow backwards versus like, keep it in. And so through. you're trying to get to your backswing by moving your arms and not turning your chest. Yes. Like T-spine rotation. Um, or am I missing? No, my right arm's just out of alignment. He actually told me I had pretty good trunk rotation. He was like, your alignment and your rotation look good. He was like that. You're actually you look pretty good. Cause I told him that, you know, this is the first year that I signed up for the gin handicap. So I've been, I've been using an app before this and I was like, it tell, you know, I kind of oscillate between like a 17, 18 plus like the lowest I've been is 17. The highest I've been was like an 18.7. So it's kind of like in that range. Um, so he was like, you know, for what I expected, he was like, your rotation and setup is actually pretty good. Okay. Um, I just miss, I misinterpreted what you said then with the, with the arm. See, this is the other thing too, though. It's like technical shit. Like I don't always understand it. Yeah. And, and this is why he and I, again, it's also been six years. Right. So we've done some technical stuff, but, um, but he knows I'm too stupid to handle technical <laughs> stuff. So we kind of don't do it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because oh, I, I, that's the thing is, again, I'm too too stupid or fucking un, I don't have enough body awareness, whatever it is. Yeah. It doesn't fucking work. And I don't know if it's because I swing lefty, but I am right-handed and that's what fucks me all up. Um, yeah. But yeah, he, he gives me lots of, like I have, I always have props for whatever I'm doing. Yeah. He's hilarious. Cause he's like, he pulls out all these things and he goes, yeah, it's high tech golf, golf teaching tool or whatever. Yeah, Cause a towel. It was a towel wrapped in an elastic band. He yeah, had Amy. I've used, I've used that towel. He had Amy step on a sponge, right. On her left foot to get her to like, learn how to like squish the sponge and turn yeah. her hips. And I've used like my fucking pitching wedge for that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like it, it, we put, uh, so it would have been my left. So my left, my trail foot. Yeah. We used to have to put something under what would be like your, you know, fifth metatarsal, whatever. Right. Um, <clears throat> so I would just use like a different club in my bag. And I would stand <laughs> and I would stand on it. Because <laughs> I don't like a ball because a ball can shoot away from you. Right. Perfect. Right. Perfect. Um so yeah, they, he had the um the fucking snow the snow stick, right? You stick the orange, the orange oh, stick in the yeah. ground. A yeah. lineman stick or a yeah. dri- driveway stick. Yeah, the driveway stick that is all that doubles as an alignment. You know you can stick. buy you know you can buy one from a golf company for like 30 bucks. Yeah, or, or you, you go can, to home, or you can go to Home Depot and they're two ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it was pretty good. I did. I have. I actually. I think I have it. It's. It's in my golf bag. That's right there. But I had the. Um, what's it called? Alignment tape, or strike tape, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, Im- impact tape. Impact tape. Yeah. So you want you want a fun fact? If you fuck that tape up. Yeah. Doctor Scholl's foot spray. Spray yeah. the club phase. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but my I'm gonna I'm gonna snag it real quick. Stand yeah. by. So in he definitely can't hear me, but it's kind of interesting to know kind of where he's going with this because the impact location, I'm actually sort of curious to what this is. Yep, you're covering it. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like, I was so curious what I'm like, what is his impact going to be? Yeah. And uh, you're just getting your money's worth of the club phase. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I will say most of it's it a lot of is, heel. most of it is, is here. Yeah. Um, this is one that you can see. This is turn, just, turn this the toe a little one. towards me. No. Yeah. Like that. Okay. So you're probably like center to heel bias unless you catch it heavy, which is those toe strikes. It looks like. Yeah. Yeah, you can see this is this is one, and that's another one. Yeah, yeah, you're covering it. But most of low them toe are... is low toe is open. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that's that was that was cool just to see that. But so I'm, the I'm guessing because you guys did a joint lesson, and it's the first lesson. You didn't put you on track, man, right? I was on the track, man. You were okay. So he had so he worked more one-on-one with Amy and had me on the track man. So he could watch like some of the video and get the alignment and stuff like that. Um, so that's what he was saying. That's how he came up with the, my right arm being further back rather than just being like up. Um, so he had me do a couple, you know, a couple slow, like get into the motion and I'm I'm gonna tell him this the next time because there will be a next time, but I'll get to that. Um, 
Yeah, because I'm curious about that because I don't know my answer until Wednesday either. <laughs> um, so I, I'm I'm going to tell him like me personally, like I do better. Like if I stand here and you physically move my body and like you put me in this position, then I can, I can know, okay, that's where I need to get to. Uh, right? But if you just- Kinesthetic guy. Yeah, I'm a kinesthetic guy. But if you just tell me like, you need to like move your arm further back or like keep it tighter. Like, I don't know what the fuck that feels like. But if you put me in that position, I'm like, oh, this is what I should feel. I can get to that position until I feel there and then go through. Um, he also said my wrists were pretty stiff and he was like, just loosen your wrists and you get a little bit, he goes, make almost like you're flicking your wrists and he goes, it'll add, it'll add some to your, to your club head speed, um, which it did. Cause I, I didn't take any full swings, uh, cause I switched to a six iron and he was like to start, just take a couple pitch shots with your six iron. Um, so just to focus on not hitting the towel and, you know, fixing the alignment with my right arm. And, um, I did notice a difference in the club head speed just by kind of keeping my wrist looser. Uh, but it was only like, you know, it was like, it was a couple miles an hour and I'm still, I'm only like taking half swings. So, you know, my, my, um, my club head speed might've gone from like 69 miles an hour to you know, 74 miles an hour just by keeping my, my wrist looser. Um, but I mean, I think my regular club head speed is probably like, I think 88 or something, somewhere around there. With a six iron? Yeah. Yeah. It's probably something like that. Um, but I mean, if I can, if I went from a, you know, 69 to 74, if, if I do that with a full swing and can go from like an 88 to like a 90 or like a 90, like, even if I only add two miles an hour, of club head speed, like that's still, you know, I take it. Well, the other thing is, is even if it's not club head speed, if that like little wrist thing just helps you deliver the club better, you'll get better strikes and more distance. Like it's better efficiency. That's what was happening. So again, so you, only do it half if, swings. I don't know. So so I don't I don't know what Smash Factor figures are. On I hit a one point four five on one of them. On a six iron, yeah, or a driver. It, a six iron. <laughs> I didn't think that was possible. And he was like, he goes, see, like that number is like really good. And I go, yeah, the highest it goes is 1.5. Right. And he's like, yeah, like that's, that's really good. But that was, I absolutely fucking nuked a six iron and I hit it. Um, what did it go? I think it carried 172. Um, and this is, this is the other conversation that we've had in a previous episode if you say how long do you hit you know what's your six iron i would say 180 right but today most of my six irons were somewhere around 160 to 165 um but there was a couple that i that i crushed and they went like you know one the 170 to 175 closer to that 180 number so that's again like you know, I don't always hit my six iron 180. When I hit my six iron, great, it goes 180. But I don't always hit it great. <laughs> right. So it more often goes 165. Um, but so what I will say is after the changes, I was, my swing path 
was still not ideal. Like it still wasn't straight, but I was making better contact and the ball was going further. So the, so this is, you, you know what you need to do, right? Like your drills and you're good, right? Because what yeah. I'm going to, what I'm going to say is going to create some level of contacts, but I'm not trying to like influence anything here because I do something similar because my path is as a left hand and my path comes out to the right. Right. Now with the track man, because we go a little more into it now. The numbers are, are fucking kind of screwy because I forget which way is minus and which way is positive, and I'm left-handed, so, whatever. Yeah, it might be different lefty-righty, but my numbers, my numbers are minus because I'm coming across, coming across to the left. So, like, See, now if you think of like a number line, that makes sense because zero is zero to the right is one, two, three, four, five, whatever, and then the other way is minus whatever. Yeah. So I think I also get minus numbers because i exit right not right. left right. but i don't know I, again it always fucks me up yeah um so i've done a drill where i use like an empty box of golf balls mm -hmm. and i put it inside the ball so between my feet and the ball but closer to the ball like um and what that does is that centers the contact for me so I'm able to move my pattern from the toe to the center by using that little box. And I can also, wait, was your box outside the ball or inside the ball? Outside. It was between, outside the ball. Okay. It was so, between the ball and my back foot. Uh, so think of the opposite orientation. Was it so when fuck right-handed? So when so, you looked at the ball, was it, did it go towel ball feet, like coming closer to you? Yeah. In, in like the, the horizontal way. Yes. Towel per perpendicular towel ball feet. Okay. So the towel on the outside not only is going to help with your path, it's going to move the pattern away from the heel. So I do the opposite because I strike on the toe, even though our paths are similar. So if I did your drill, I mean, I might be able to figure it out. I don't know, but I'm probably going to rip the ball off the toe even more or probably the same. Like it might not work for me. So I have like a, a different drill to accomplish the same thing. Because then it gets even it gets even dumber because there's a difference between path and swing direction. Yes. So the path is where the club is going at impact, but swing direction is like a hula hoop because the swing is, you know, there's impact and there's the whole thing. Right. So my whole thing moves right, even though at impact I could be neutral. Yeah. Fucking mine does the same thing. So when I first started my um club direction, swing direction, swing direction was like around like minus nine. Yeah, that's far. Yeah. And my I, I see a six and I get fucked. My bothered. swing, my swing path was like a minus eleven, 
right? Like minus 13, minus 11. And after he made some changes, the number got down. So my, my club direction is swing direction, swing direction, whatever my, my club head fucking swing direction was like a minus five, minus six. Yeah. And And my swing path was like a minus nine. So the numbers, the numbers basically went from like minus nine and minus 13 down to like a minus six and a minus nine. So it was still minus, like I said, I was, I was still coming across, but I was making better contact. And that's part of what he said. He said, part of that is your right arm, but because it was the way I was, I was moving my right arm caused me to hit a little bit behind the ball. So he's like, you're still coming across, but now you're actually hitting the ball first. So he was like, there's still a little bit more to go, but this is obviously better. Yeah. Cause I mean, ultimately, like if you can figure out strike, then the rest of it's a little bit easier in a way. Yeah. Cause that's the thing is like, if you have neutral path, neutral face, but you strike it like shit, you still have a shitty shot. Right. Right. And I think I didn't say, I didn't say this to him because we were just kind of like moving through stuff. But I think part of the reason like my whole, my right arm was all fucked up is because I used to have a retarded swing where it was like, level basically like my right arm was basically straight um and i changed that after hawaii last year because i've i've never seen my i think we talked about this on the show i've never seen myself swing a golf club before until we were in hawaii and amy took pictures of me like as i was on the t-box or whatever and they're live photos so they move and I was like, holy shit, my swing looks like fucking shit. Like, I look like I'm retarded. Like, I'm pretty sure we talked about this on the show. Yeah. Um. So after that, like, I just started watching a couple videos and was like, all right, dude, you need to bend your fucking right elbow. Like, that's so then like I went to the range and I started. Um, <laughs> I still have the Dartfish app on my phone from when I um, when I used to teach biomechanics. <laughs> So I took the, I took my phone and I, I started, I filmed myself on the range using dartfish and I saw, and like, I made some changes and like, okay, cool. Now I can bend my right elbow in my swing, like my trail arm in the swing. But I think because my, my previous pattern was so like level and straight and back, I was still doing the same motion, just bending my right, just bending the elbow versus like turning and keeping that elbow in. So I'm pretty sure I know why the issue was there. And obviously it's working on getting better. It's it's not nearly fixed, but I at least know what's going on. Um so so that that brings me to the 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 future lessons. Um again, Gary's amazing. And he was like the after so our, our lesson was at 11 um and it was for an hour and at like 12 10 he was like hey this was like awesome stuff he goes i just kind of realized it's 10 after the hour and i got my next client out there 
He's like, both of you guys did some really good stuff. He goes, I feel like we kind of like, we're really close to like making a big breakthrough, but we didn't quite hit it. And he goes, I would really like for you guys to be able to stop back here at some point, you know, in the next week. Um, he goes, I'll send you an email with some dates and some times. He goes, even if it's only for 30 minutes, like that's fine. He goes, I just kind of want to like let you guys take full swings because you, you've been kind of doing your thing and you haven't been having full swings, like a full regular swing. Um, and he was like, I won't charge you for it. Like you just come in, we'll do it and we'll get it done. And I was like, yeah, man, like, even if I said it to him, like, even if we, we can pay something, like you got to make a living too. But he was super nice about it. It was like, no, don't worry about it. Like, you know, it'll only be like a half hour. I just want to actually be able to like, see you hit balls. Um, so he's a great guy, you know, like he actually like cares, you know, like you can tell some people they just kind of like do some shit. They'll, you know, I, I mean, I used to see this with coaches in weightlifting, right? Like the coaches would like give you a couple things and then, you know, send you on your way. Um, but he's literally like, no, this is what I have. And like, I want to see you put it into action in a full swing. So I would really like it if you guys came back and I'm not going to charge you for an abbreviated session in the future. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Like it was a nice thing. Like he didn't have to offer that. You know what I mean? He could have, he could have gone into like full sales mode and been like, Oh, I want to see you guys again. And then just charge full price for whatever, you know, like, so he's a good guy. I like classic Gary. So he did, we did talk about, obviously they're only in that building for another week. <laughs> See, that's what I, that, that's the thing I didn't know. Yeah. <clears throat> so he's like, it would have to be in the next week. Um, so hopefully if you guys can make one of the times I send you great. Uh, but if not, we'll have to figure it out after that. So I think they're moving to, um, Pine Oaks and they might've outfitted, obviously I haven't been there, but it sounds like they, they might've outfitted the upstairs with a track man. So I saw a post from Pine Oaks because, but it, I think it was, I think they need like three weeks, maybe a month. And I don't know if it's completely indoors or hitting into the net. But they're supposed to be creating like multiple launch studios so that they can still do club fitting and they can still do lessons. Yeah. I did. I saw that email because they, because we had a lesson, they sent us an email yeah. to talk about it, um, about like the updates that were coming. So I yeah, did so I see that. I don't exactly know what's happening, but. Yeah, I don't either. But they mentioned obviously in the email too that now they'll have a better opportunity to do on-course lessons also because obviously it's at the fucking course. I went on course with him one time. Yeah, I mean, that would be... I feel like that would be interesting. You know, it's not like a... I feel... I don't know. Like, I feel like it would be more of a... For like course management. Like, I don't know. 
if I would like, if I'm about to address the ball in the, in the fairway or the rough, whatever, like I'm about to hit my approach shot. Like he probably doesn't want to like change too much. Right. And I don't know if I want to ask like, Oh, what should I do here? Like he's not a caddy. Like, I'm not going to be like, Oh, what club do you think I should hit? Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, but I feel like he might be good for the game management type of stuff, or I don't know. Like I, I'd be interested in it, but I just don't know how it would go right? Like lessons on the course as you're playing. The best thing I got out of it was um, green reading. Okay. And alignment. Okay. Because I was lining up all fucked up out there. Yeah, I've seen who was that? Was was that in fi- the fixing Frankie with Scott Fawcett, where his feet his feet were lined straight, but his shoulders were open? Yeah, I mean, so me and me and Frankie, same thing, lefties, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I was I was aiming down the right. I mean, dude, it was at Pine Oaks. It was the fifth hole at Pine Oaks. I was yeah. aimed down the right at the tree that's on one hoping to hit a cut and let it cut over the bunker. But my feet were pointing towards Easton country club. Yeah. So (laughs) my feet are aimed left and I want to hit it right to start. And all that was happening is I was hitting pulls. Yeah. So that's the thing is like, we do all this shit for like lessons, whatever. Now I'm obviously in a different stage that you guys are in. Like you guys still have to do the stuff that he's teaching you. But, you know, we do all this shit in lessons and then I go to the course and then it's as simple as I'm not fucking pointed the right way. <laughs> yeah, that's why the game is dumb. So stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I only shot. I think I think I think I shot four over when we played. <laughs> Yeah, how would that how does that run? Like, is he with you the whole time? Or does he kind of like bounce around or no, we played 18 holes in two and a half hours. Wow. <laughs> but that's but hold on. So work with me here. It's just me. Right. The course wasn't that busy. And I just told you I shot four over. Right. Right. Yeah. So that means we played the front nine in about an hour fifteen. And I was probably like two over three over yeah that just goes fucking fast well i just think about like from a cost perspective too like if you're gonna take him on the course are you paying for him hourly or is it one rate or is it you know what i mean um is it I, per nine so, holes so i don't know if he was just being a nice guy i paid he was just gonna take my normal lesson rate and i gave him a couple bucks extra yeah do you usually tip them? I don't tip them. Okay. I never I also, know. I never know with stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. I go once a month, so I don't I don't know. Yeah. I also know he's like so his like employment is he's an independent contractor. Yeah. So I also feel less inclined to tip him because I know that he is at least seeing right. a high percentage of the money that I'm paying him. Right. Um, you know, if I felt as though he was only getting paid like hourly, 
Like say it's like say say you went to um like the PJ Superstore. And I, I don't know their exact employment, whatever. But like say you did like a fitting and like like you paid for their fitting because sometimes they do the free ones if you buy the shit. I don't know, whatever. Um and say like a fitting is like 150 bucks. Like I don't know if they're just giving that dude his hourly rate. Right. Or like do they actually pay him, you know, 40%, 50% of that session? Like I don't know what they give them. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting point. But yeah, if he is a an independent contractor, he's getting most of it. Yeah, and like he's running like his own thing. So it's like, I don't know, it's a little different. Because it's like he's not like a barber where you know they're paying for that chair or whatever. Right. And like haircuts only like 30 bucks. Yeah. So it's like I don't know. Like no one tips me personal training, nothing like that. Right. Yeah. I never used to get tipped as a personal trainer. I mean, I would get stuff at Christmas, right? Like people would get me like Christmas gifts or, you know, whether it's a gift card or like a bottle of fucking booze or something. Um, yeah, but it was never, yeah. I never, I never got tipped. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, feel, I feel like, I feel like if you, if you pay for a service, like, I don't know, because I think like, um, I'm trying to think like what would even be comparable. Like I feel like Gary's my ther- therapist, but like therapy <laughs> goes through insurance. So like yeah. you wouldn't tip a therapist because that's like an insurance thing usually. Right. Right. At least I don't think you tip a therapist. I don't know. No, I think it's probably the same idea. Like you get them something for Christmas. Yeah. Or whatever. But like, yeah, I was gonna say because like, I don't, I don't do anything. So I'm thinking like, well, what kind of people do you tip? It's like. Barbers, servers. So I don't know. I don't know where the, where you draw the line. It's. Pro- I think. I think it's like when it when it's a lower cost, yeah, service. I think or like a less frequent thing. Like I usually tip the tattoo artist, right? And that would be like a frequency thing because I am paying a decent amount per, I guess hour per piece, however you want to call it. Yeah. Did you get a new tattoo, by the way? No, I'm I'm going uh, April fourth. Uh, um, I yeah, caught I, it quickly in the last episode. You said this. Yeah, I went. I went to go. Yeah, I went to go see him to map it out, but yeah. um, I didn't. Uh, he had March twenty second, but then I'm going to Charleston that weekend. Right. So like, right. I'm like, yes, okay, I need to be able to swing a golf club, whatever. I've I've figured it out before. But I'm like flying is I'm like flying and taking a weekend is the worst healing conditions for a tattoo that I think I can think of. Right. Yeah. Because I'm going to be dehydrated. I'm going to eat like shit. I'm definitely going to drink too much. Yep. I'm not going to sleep well. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like as much as I wanted to, to kind of just like get the ball rolling. I'm like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. So. So April 4th. April 4th. That's Masters Week. It is Masters Week. Let's go. We're one month away from Masters Week. That's fucking exciting. Um, so yeah, on that yeah, note, so, actually, uh, so, uh, all right, anyway, so, yeah, class, yeah. so Classic Gary doesn't know shit, as usual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fucking guy. Um, so on that note, um, uh, 
don't know. Do we want to wrap it up? We could. I don't even know what time. Yeah. Yeah. It's been an hour. At that time. So my final thought is a question for you. Yes. And how did I phrase it in here? Because that's how I want to, that's how I want to do it. Does barbecue sauce belong anywhere near pasta? Thoughts? No. Okay. So I'm going to tell you why it does. Enlighten so, me. <laughs> so I made, when was this? This was last, this was like Thursday. So I had chicken sausage and it was like a, like a sweet and smoky chicken sausage, whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of sweet. Not really smoky, whatever. But it definitely fits like a barbecue type theme sort of thing. Yeah. So that's that that was my starting point. I also had some peppers in there. So I'm making peppers, the little sausage, and I got the pasta cooking. So my thoughts are, well, this sausage kind of tastes barbecue anyway. I'm gonna try something. And if it sucks, I'll never eat it again. So I have a little I have a little bit of barbecue sauce and I throw it in with the sausage and the peppers, almost like a tomato paste. Like that's kind of how it went in the pan. Okay. So like because obviously it's not like now I'm I'm not a fucking monster here. I didn't take a meal, add barbecue sauce and like stir yeah. it around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I use barbecue sauce almost like it's tomato paste. Mm-hmm. And then pasta water. Hit it in the pan, you know, a little bit more, a little bit like season it up, whatever. Like that's how I make it like a coherent type of like sauce type thing. Yeah. Then add the pasta, whatever. So not only does it kind of like mellow it out, it also like cooks it down a little bit. And in that sense, pasta sauce, I'm sorry, barbecue sauce does fit around pasta. Huh. That's, that's interesting. And that's good to know because- when you originally posed that question, but I was fucking I, just dumping barbecue sauce. Yeah, like you have a bowl of plain spaghetti and you just put barbecue sauce on it and then just fucking eat it. No, it's got to. It's got to be cooked in and it's got to be coherent. Um. Again, I also. I mean, I use the pasta water to kind of like dilute it. Right. And so it ends. It does end up being kind of sweet. Like you definitely know there's barbecue sauce in it. It's like we're not we're not hiding anything here. Right. But it definitely makes it a little bit more. Um, it it's definitely like less like punching you in the face, like you would expect a fucking mongrel. If they just like dumped it in there, would taste yeah. like that would that would be <laughs> way too much. Yeah, yeah. Huh. That's interesting. That's a that's a that's a good take. That's one of those things that like obviously you you just don't think of. Until you're yeah. like in the moment and you're and like, even, oh, I and wonder. It, and even then it does, it required my specific approach to it too. Because it's not like, I don't even know how the fuck else it would, I, I don't I don't even know how else you would involve. What kind of barbecue sauce was it? Uh, Sweet and smoky, sweet baby race, no sugar added. Okay. Because I would imagine it would also have to depend on the barbecue sauce also. Right. So I'm personally, I'm not a huge fan of Sweet Baby Ray's um, because it's on the sweeter side for barbecue sauce. 
I like more of a, I don't want to say tangy, but I guess that's the only word I can think of. I like a stubs, right? So if, I mean, I know you've had stubs, but if anyone listening, if you haven't had stubs barbecue sauce, it's got more of like a, like a, like a bite, but like a spice bite, not a vinegar bite, if that makes sense. Um, like it's not as sweet, right? Like I, I like a, I don't know, this is going to sound fucking retarded, but like a full bodied barbecue sauce to borrow a term I don't, from fucking I don't know wine. If, I don't know if full body is what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. I don't know either, but I, I just, I savory? know. I, yeah. Savory. I think that's probably it. I, I don't like a sweet barbecue sauce. Like if it's too sweet, it just, I don't know. I'm not a big sweet, like sugary guy. Like I prefer the, you know, tang, I guess. But then I also just to fucking make this, make myself sound even more retarded. I'm not, I don't like too much tang either. Like that North Carolina, like tangy barbecue style. Like I'm not a huge fan of that. Cause then it just tastes like vinegar. Yeah. I think it's supposed to. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know, but it's stubs. <laughs> it's stubs and it's dinosaur. I think dinosaur barbecue sauce is actually phenomenal. It might eke out stubs um, for best barbecue sauce in my opinion, but. Well, I would say either way. So I used the no sugar added one. So I don't know if that made it a little less sweet. Yeah. But I also I also cut it. So right. Um, in that specific scenario. Now again, I'm also not going to like cook this every fucking week here. Right. Like I made a pasta a pasta laya one day. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Like a jumbo jumbo laya, but pasta. I just didn't put. I, don't know, I didn't put something in there. <clears throat> Those only I was like just me eating it. I'm like, uh, there's no other people. Yeah, <laughs> like I can't, I can't have fucking chicken, shrimp, and andouille in here. There's not enough fucking mouths to feed. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and if God forbid I made it spicy, that means it's literally just for me and none for Michaela either. Right. Right. Yeah, I figured you would answer that incorrectly. <laughs> you figured correctly. Yeah, I knew, my I knew being, right away. In, my being incorrect. I was, and I go, I'm going to, I'll give you no context either. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, why would you? Yeah. Just walk. We have, an, right we have an agenda here. I'll just walk you right into it. <laughs> but I did order. So I, I actually ordered um, another big thing from Grilly Rassoff. Mm -hmm. And I got the Sailor Jerry's barbecue sauce. We'll see. Yeah. Shout out to Grilly Rassoff. Uh, use the promo code SarcasmPod. When you check out to save 15% off your entire order over there. Great guys. Grillyrassoff.com. Haven't tried it yet. Yeah. Keep me posted. Because I know we talked about it before and we were like, ah, I don't know. But I mean, I'm not opposed to it if it's good, especially. Um, so <clears throat> uh, my final thought, I'm going to jump backwards to what we were talking about right before we got into final thoughts is master's week right april 4th um that's a tuesday so april it's april 3rd third yeah Starts. well it depends on when you really want to start it because <laughs> the women's amateur is that saturday so what would that be the first yeah you could really start getting into master's week on april 1st yeah so I have talked about this before, right? I bought the the Xbox Series S 
Um, I pre-ordered the PGA Tour 2023. Um, it was scheduled to be released on March 24th, but they have now delayed it to April 4th. Uh, well, technically, they delayed it to April 7th, which I think is a Friday. Right. Yeah. That would be the Friday that week. Um, but I, because I pre-ordered it, I get it three days early. So I get it on April 4th. Um, so now I'm, now I'm kind of sad. <laughs> I mean, I'm obviously still going to fucking play it and I'm pumped because it's also master's week. So I get to play and I also get to play the game at Augusta. And I understand why they do it. Like they have a whole, like, I think they call their career mode, like the road to Augusta. Um, so I, they delayed it a little bit for that, those reasons, but they also said they're making updates to some other things. Um, let me see. I got, I got the quick write up right here. So EA sports PGA tour 23 includes 30 plus courses at launch, including Augusta national, in fact, one part that separates EA Sports from 2K is that EA's game is the only one to include all four golf's majors and the courses where they're played. Uh, previously set for March 24th, it's EA's first golf game on the console since 2015's Rory McIlroy PGA Tour. So I know we talked about that before. Um, world, The golf world's going through a big change, but the battle between PGA and Live. Full roster of playable pros for PGA Tour has not been published yet, but you can bet it won't include any golfers who sign with Live. So they said they're going to make some some last minute updates to some of the courses, um, and then obviously release it on April fourth. Now, so I have to wait. What is that? One one week? Is that like from the twenty fourth to the fourth? Sounds like it would probably be one week. Um, it's longer than that. No, it's two weeks. It's like a week and a half, technically. But it went from Friday the 24th to Tuesday the 4th. So like I said, technically a week and a half, but call it two weeks. So yeah, kind of bummed, but excited at the same time. <laughs> so I will uh, for sure be playing that game, even though it's coming out two weeks later than I thought. So that is going to do it for us. Uh, thank you for watching. Again, if you're on YouTube, don't forget to hit subscribe, smash the like button, tell everybody you know about the show. Uh, same thing if you're an audio-only guy, uh, you can also subscribe. If you use uh, Apple or Spotify, you can leave us a review over there. Um, you can get us on Instagram, at SarcasmSpeaksPod, or on Twitter, at Sarcasm underscore Speaks. Facebook is Sarcasm Speaks. Website, SarcasmSpeaks.com. Go to the merch store. Buy some merch. Um, what else? What am I forgetting? Oh, MyBookie.com. Uh, use the promo code SarcasmPod when you first sign up to double your initial deposit up to 1000 bucks. So that is going to do it for us. So until next time, good night, everyone.